Good morning. Nice of you guys to drop by. Greetings one and all and welcome back to Spectre's podcast. I hope you've had a fabulous week since we last spoke to you. I am cloning all over the place, cloning clone five four three, and as always I'm joined by my co-hosts, Captain George and, and historian. George, how are you doing this fine week? I'm doing fine, like I said, realizing I'm living through the prequel trilogy in a way, kind of esque. But hey, we're gonna ruin your day with this episode. <laughs> you still going through that, Dunroy? We'll just leave him we'll leave him to sort himself out if anything happens. Historian, you've been alright? I've been alright. Uh, luckily for me, I can just watch prequels on DVD and don't have to live through them. I just have to live through, um, the, um, uh, oh, damn it. I had a joke, but I've lost it. The thing uh, in T- Moving is... on from jokes. <laughs> moving on from jokes. So, we decided to do something different with this episode. We like the Q&A stuff, but we also like being able to talk things that are interesting to us and... Our opinions of views, because we don't want to be consistent factual dumping, but we'd also like to talk about what we like about stars and the way we think about things. So we thought, what way of being more controversial than getting all of you to ask us questions about the sequels? And in total, we got like 120. So thank you very much for all those who sent us in. Yay. Good job, everybody. It's going to be a pain. <laughs> I want to do a bit of a... I want to do a bit of a glossing over here. This episode will be mostly this, but hopefully we'll get some dialogue out of it. I do ever want to make it clear. These are our opinions. And totally our opinions. Unless I state something as a fact, which I probably will at given times based on quoting people or articles that I will try and link in, in me talking. But otherwise than that, these are interpretations of things. These are opinions we give on how we saw the movie which are based on our own past life experiences so please 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 just don't don't come after us we're just saying about what we like and if even if we disagree agree with the question and think this might have been a problem we'll say we're not just going here and just defend everything about these movies there are flaws we accept their flaws but we wanted to be controversial and interesting at the same time, and this seemed like the best way to do it. So we thought, let's have fun and see if we shoot ourselves in the foot at the same time. And maybe each other. <laughs> and each other, yeah. We're not this, gonna... this could very well be the last episode of Spectre's podcast <laughs> if this goes spiraling nah, off a cliff. I think we're fine. Yeah, oh, we yeah. don't like Good. bullies. We don't care where they come from. We just don't like people that either are just harassing or disrespectful in general to other people. Yeah. Be oh, nice. Oh, no. I have a different opinion on Star Wars than Clone does. Clone has a different opinion on star wars than i do neither one is correct it's just I an mean, opinion it's not like the stars fan of it is known to be just it's known to harass people right yeah and I, yeah I I, I, jake lloyd's doing just fine right now yeah i'm at, I'm at best i mean yeah and david prowse had a really good time for a little bit there hayden christensen i mean or in total though jokes aside please don't harass anyone from star wars or us Please. It's not necessary, and it just spreads hate and negativity, and it's not needed. And with that, okay. I think we'll dig into some questions. Do you agree? Yes. Can I start with the one question my friend asked? Yep. Okay. Patrick asks, and yes, Patrick, you finally get your question answered. Why is the sequel trilogy so unpopular? <laughs> what do you think, Claude? Oh, I'm going to go first. I feel like I'm going to go first on all of this. Why is the sequel trilogy unpopular? So... Star Wars came out in 1997, and we had the original trilogy. Not, not 1977, the original trilogy, and came back in 1999 with The Phantom Menace. 
I believe the reasoning behind the sequel trilogy being unpopular is the vocal minority of people feel that way. And so they announce that they don't like something. And they're much louder than everyone else. When the prequels came out, they weren't that loved at all. The People versus George Lucas. Go look it up. George Lucas raped my childhood. Go look it up. It all happened. That's the worst and so I think, South yeah, Park episode. I think the, prequels, the prequel fans that were kids have grown up. They've grown up to love the prequels because they were kids when they watched them. They they've grown the up sequel, and they've gone. Not the sequels, yeah. the OT. The OT, because they yeah. were kids. They were kids. And now that the, most of the prequel fans are adults, they don't enjoy the new movies as much because they can't resonate with them anymore. I won't say all of them because we're prequel. No, definitely not. We're prequel people, right? We, I we grew are. up with the prequel. And I'm like, why are we doing this to them? It was done to us when we were little. Yeah, it's like hypocritical to say, oh, let's bully Disney for not liking these movies when people bully George Lucas for not liking those movies. So I think the reason the sequel trilogy is unpopular is because there's a lot of hate directed at people who do like them, and it's very unfortunate, and yet again, another minority, of course, but it it just happens, and so people are often shied away from saying how much they like the sequels and because they're afraid of harassment. And I said just now, please don't harass us. These were our opinions. Well, I'd even argue, Same. like, Disney, Star Wars in general, like, if you even like canon, the Legends yeah. people consider you inferior can in do. a way. But, oh yeah, my goodness. Like, I remember when, like, soon as Disney bought out and you already had the Legends people, like, just outright gatekeeping Legends and saying, like, I remember these groups popping up on Facebook. They still exist today, less a degree now, but where these people just so Legends like nothing exists apart from the legends and if you say you like this new star wars rebels thing then you're you're a terrible person yeah yeah you're stupid <laughs> that's, that's a okay. fraud. i mean you like the bong so i don't <laughs> the only thing those people can apparently agree with us on is mando it's yeah. funny that yeah it's very funny <laughs> I don't want to get into Mando and my thoughts on it. This is the sequel trilogy, and I don't want to. Yeah, don't want to bog <laughs> down with Mando. Mando that's is a, a sequel. That's a oh no, we're not going there. We're not going there today, George. I'm sorry, and we have to move on. That's a conversation for another time. Uh, moving on to questions in the Discord and Cobra Bat, you're probably listening. Yeah, we will be. Mother. I've already answered 26 of your questions privately to people. Um, I'll try and answer the ones I found most intriguing. Your document of files will come up. But Warp asks, number one out of three, how did the galaxy respond to the government getting destroyed by Starkiller Gates, the Hosnian Prime? The New Republic. How did the galaxy respond to the New Republic being destroyed by Starkiller Base? Historian, do you want to go first? I'd say this is all speculation, of course. I must admit my um, knowledge of the sequel trilogy is very, very lacking. Um, but from... What I understand from... Has any of you read the um, Resistance Reborn book yet? Yes, that's what I, I was hoping mm-hmm. you'd mention that. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing I could think of anything popping up about this. Well, before I, I answer, is there anything in there what specifies? Because I, uh, my, my assumption... Uh, you haven't... You don't... You, you, did you read I'm it I'm not going to read it. Oh. <laughs> um, um, I, I'll just read a Wikipedia article now. I've only read it once, and I haven't read it in a little bit. The only thing I can really remember is anyone that would dare say anything else. Okay, so the beginning of The Last Jedi, Snoke's legions, 
invade the galaxy. That's literally like the opening title bit, right? So the moment Hosnian Prime is destroyed, Snoke unleashes the entire might of the First Order to get like the most vital systems like Corellia because it's a shipping yard, really. Mm-hmm. Kuat and all that stuff, right? Anyone that would dare say anything against the First Order are put on a list and probably were on a list before The Force Awakens and were taken systematically away. So anyone that would have anything to say against it would be arrested or executed. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a very quick, um, uh, not uh, just takeover. Um, couldn't think of the correct word there, but that, but that. No, because they were going to take Wedge as well in the Resistance Reborn book, but they didn't get to Wedge in time. But what I mean is, is the first sort of made a very quick takeover of the galaxy oh yeah they, they they swooped in like a hawk yeah and i suppose like it's in that transition period i feel they also i, I think I locked assume. down the hollow net like the empire oh, would have then as well so communication couldn't be really sent from like one end of the mm. galaxy to the other as well i, I would suppose because they don't really have an army because they got rid of, mo- they got rid of most of their army and most of their Republic um, Navy was probably at Hosnian Prime, I'd imagine. Um, the yeah. only thing they really had was the Resistance, and they were bare bones to begin with, yeah. and unofficial. They, no, they didn't even have the Resistance. They, even, like they, said, they, they disfranchised Leia's Resistance as warmongering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I suppose... I, I suppose... It's more of a, like we see in Rise of Skywalker, it's more of a militia, more of a, um, yeah. what are they, oh, oh, um, I have to be careful what I say, um, I was about to say something then, but, um, <laughs> oh, striving the dangerous line, I like it. Yeah, um, ah, oh, and trying to not say what, what it's from either, um, coalition, like, I, I imagine it's like a militia coalition with, like, the, um, just underground stuff with like the resistance and whatnot, but you know, just after that. Um, but I imagine, despite like the core planets being taken over, I'd imagine a lot of the outer rim planets not as much as so. Um, I reckon the government can still exist because the whole point of the new republic's government was it was so it could be mobile, so it could be from one place to another. So just because a planet's been destroyed does not mean that the government's destroyed. Yeah, those officials that weren't on planet were rounded up and arrested as well. But still, they're only a government in exile at that point. They're still not completely destroyed. They can still come back from this. It's it's not like... Oh yeah, if the First Order is defeated at exile, they can literally just reform themselves again you, because... Yeah, yeah the same way the Empire did. You yeah. can't kill an idea. Same way the Empire did. Yeah. yeah, it's it's all Batman, isn't it? It's like as as flesh and blood, I can be destroyed, but as a symbol, I can be incorruptible, indestructible. The Empire is a symbol. Uh, I think that was a very good answer to the government. Question two from Warp: Do you think it's possible any of Luke's other su- students survived and are out there? And follow up if we would like. What sort of character would you want them to be if there was one? So if we were to Drug see them in any sort of media, okay. <laughs> historian because i don't want to <laughs> sorry you. i'm gonna answer that question with grogu <laughs> yeah grogu is very likely to be fair 100 percent alive still they'll, they'll, they'll take him out no, of the equation don't, don't at some do point I, don't do that don't put 100 percent on that he could 99.9 no 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 something 
something school. tells me that they are gonna make a retcon with the whole Jedi, te- their Jedi Praxium or the Jedi Temple on that planet at least, because in the comic, um, there's a few people who well, escape. Yeah, there's with, a lot of confusion about anyway. Are missing, well, not okay. dead, just see, missing. The thing about Luke's sentence is all of his students. It doesn't mean any graduates. Well, also, also just his students. They're very vague. Like, I mean, yeah, Ezra's got to be Ezra and Cal. We still don't know their fates in this time. Ezra, Cal, Grogu. Who is to say there isn't Mm -hmm. another Jedi Praxium or another Jedi? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if Ezra has one on Lothal, or if at some point in the future, if he's still alive, or if the whole idea of this new generation of Jedi is that there's not one perfect. There's not one rule set it's um you have but then the question becomes why didn't the jedi help the resistance then if there are jedi out there other than ray because true. it hasn't been written yet and it will <laughs> true. both points are true uh yeah i think it's very possible some of luke's students survived the skirmish but i think if we're going off two points if they were students they probably would have wouldn't have helped the resistance because incomplete training they're probably scared if they were completed students, I'm fairly certain that story. Well, both stories may get filled in at some. Maybe point. they pulled it's... a Order sixty six, and every one of the survivors went into exile. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Question number three: If they were still alive, do you think the Ghost Crew had a hand on Exegol? Hundred percent. Cron, you want to answer that one? Cronest. <laughs> oh, no, um, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Cronest. I don't want to bore anyone with that knowledge, but. Yes, the ghost is at the Battle of Exegol behind the Falcon. I think it's safe to say Hera is still kicking around at this time. Do I believe Zeb and Callus would be there? No. Do I believe Ezra and Sabine would be on the ghost? Probably not. <laughs> possibly. Fair enough. Yeah, probably pop- not, pop- but possibly. We don't know. It's speculation. It depends we don't even what know happens. if Callus yeah. and Zeb are there. We, we can so at least yeah. safely assume Hera, Hera is there. Hera yeah. and Jason and Chopper no. are probably at the Battle of Exegol. Ezra yeah, that's and all we can secondary. <laughs> yeah, Ezra and Sabine are secondary, but I don't think they would be unless Hera showed to pick them up. Because I don't think Ezra, I don't think Ezra and Sabine will ever be with the Ghost Crew again going forward. I think the Ghost Crew was a part of the Rebel show, and going forward with the Ahsoka show, I think Ezra and Sabine are going to have their own journey, their own path together now. Separate the Fulcrums, <laughs> possibly. Yeah. Uh, well, That's all I've got to say on it. Involvement in the resistance. It's probable, but though I find it unlikely because I feel all Ezra will want to do after being away for ten years is sit down and relax, you know? So I feel like Ezra's gonna go back to Lifefall and I feel like Sabine will follow him. Wait, what's to say he isn't relaxing already? Well he's probably gonna train and Jason on Lifefall. That's what I think will happen. If there's one mm. person that's gonna train Jason, it'll be Ezra. If Jason is force sensitive. He won't go to Luke's Academy. Harold will want Ezra to train him. Because then it will come full circle and we can do the whole it's like poetry, it ranks. <laughs> uh, moving on. Jackson, do you think the story of the oh, sequel... No, 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 you forgot Warp's, you forgot Warp's last question. Oh, did he do a part four? Oh, yeah. it's one. It's four. Favourite scene from each movie. Um, Phantom huh. Menace. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I got it. Phantom Menace. The scene... Oh, we're doing all of them. No, where... no, no. Sequels, sequels. Oh, yeah. sequel, uh, back to the three <laughs> sequels only otherwise we'll get lost in tangents okay then yeah <laughs> favorite scene from uh force awakens i, I don't know probably we meet han solo in that movie actually uh, oh, i know we're home 
<laughs> yeah. Actually, I like the intro scene at the very beginning. That whole sequence is really cool. Oh, yeah, with the village uh, on Jakku. Mm, right. And the silhouette of the um, Star Destroyer in, in, in the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Last Jedi, <laughs> it's gotta be it's gotta be uh, the uh, hyperspace jump. It is a cool scene, uh, and just it's spectacularly beautiful. And for the last movie, I've only seen it once when, when it came out, so it's a bit vague in my head. I quite like the part only because it made me giggle for the wrong reasons, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> I like the movie because it's fun, um, but I don't think it's fantastic. Um, but when uh, Palpatine goes, come to your grandpapa or something like that, come to your grandfather. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember hearing that and just giggling going like, this, <laughs> this, this is, I, I love it. <laughs> I, I, like, I, 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 and this is going into that conversation again. I, I did, I enjoyed watching that movie, but. I enjoyed it like I enjoyed watching Jurassic World. For <laughs> I had a fun time at the cinema, but um, I just learned to enjoy it and stop complaining. And just George, favorite shots from each movie? Uh, oh, there are so many good shots from the first one. Uh, the Star Destroyer, uh, the Resistance scene, the ba 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 da da. I'm probably gonna go with that one. Han's just like, it's the resistance. And also, you just see the X Wings just flying. It's so, I do like that scene That's a lot. That's one heck chills. of a pilot. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting chills thinking of that scene. Uh, the Last Jedi. Hmm. Hmm. The Yoda scene. Hmm. I do rather enjoy that scene a lot. It's such a good scene. And now we have my the the rise of Skywalker. There's more of us, and all of a sudden you just see this entire galaxy of ships, and it's not even like a military. It's not even the Resistance. It's just the Star Wars galaxy. It's just people. Yeah, it's just all the Republic. It's just people. Whoever these ships come from, they have no navy. There's more of us. (laughs) It's not the navy, sir. It's just people. Uh, It's not the navy, sir. It's just people. People. (gasps) <gasps> okay. Um, my favorite shot, uh, Force Awakens, it's got to be the expanding scene between Kylo and Han on the bridge. Oh, yeah. The cinematic lighting in that shot and the, the tension with no music, that's incredible. Ben! Last Jedi. <laughs> Last Jedi. Luke v. Kylo in the sunset of Crate. All the red, the ATM-6 is standing around. Rise of Skywalker. I think it's going to have to be Han and Kylo again. Yeah, really? I think that steals it twice. Yeah, when Han shows back up to Kylo on the Han the... steals the show, not once, twice. but twice. He's that cool. He's that cool. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Even the scene where Han's mentioned in the Last Jedi, but not actually there, is kind of cool with Leia yeah. and Luke and the dice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Han's always heavy in the heart. Uh. Next question. Do you think that the story of the sequels were planned? If you mm. do or do not explain reasoning. This seems, this seems like an exam question. Never please show your work. <laughs> no. I think there might have been... No. I feel like there might have been outlines. Do you think the sequels were planned? I, I sh- really in the next question? Yeah. Yeah. On our emoji. Do you think the sequels were planned? 
Um, but yeah, I'm uh, trying to look for all these. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, I see, I see. Never mind. It's underneath my yeah, Brie yeah, Larson. Jackson, one. yeah, it's under your Brie Larson joke. Uh, well, under Ben, who's under your Brie Larson joke. Oh, uh, yeah, Ben's in- Sorry, Ben. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. <laughs> We're not going to answer that one. Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't uh, see okay. much point. Do you think the sequels uh, were planned? No. no I'm going to say maybe it had like an idea of where it wanted to be, but planned? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, just the- I'm going to do a double. I'm going to answer this question, and I'm going to answer Sonam's question, because I'm going to link it in. The sequels were planned. However, aspects of them changed as time went on, the same way that Luke and Leia weren't siblings until Return of the Jedi. Stuff happens behind the scenes, stuff changes. Were the sequels planned? Yes. Where the changes came in is after Last Jedi, and this is where I'm answering Sonan's question. The Rise of Skywalker was heavily influenced by studio concern over the fandom's reaction to Last Jedi. We know that... Well, even then, The Force Awakens as well, because they... Well, yeah, but the last year was the big, the big, the big, like, cocker just to hit everyone. And I think... The big what? You want to rephrase it? Cocker. I made up a word. I I honestly made up a word. I didn't know what to say. I made up a word. I'm speaking good English. Hey, this is Star Wars. Choose something PG. (laughs) The big knock, I think, is what I was going for. The big knock in in the head was Last Jedi and the backlash from that. And so... We know that Duel of the Fates didn't happen for quote-unquote creative differences, apparently. So I think what the story happened is there was a plan. They built Ray. I'm going to use Ray as the main point. They built Ray up to be a character who derived from no one. It was the point of anyone can be special, anyone can be a hero if you choose to be. And Duel of Fates, I think, has the proper ending to Finn's arc with that Stormtrooper rebellion on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. So I think Duel of the Fates was the correct ending to the sequel trilogy. The reason I think we got Rise of Skywalker, which I still very much like, is because they scrapped all of Fates because of creative differences, because yeah. I can't remember his name. But he didn't want to pander Colin more. Trevorrow. In Colin Trevorrow. He didn't want to pander to anything that he was being told to do by Disney by making things more subtle and not as like on the nail. Which is why I believe Rise <laughs> of Skywalker was heavily influenced by studio concern, and that's where some of its problems derive from. In my opinion, at least. I didn't, so I think that's what happened. I didn't feel that Rise of Skywalker was very subtle. No, but it, it's why I think Rise no, of yeah. Skywalker went back on a lot of choices. It's like, C-3P yeah. is dead, or no, he's not. Chewbacca's dead, or no, he's not. And then the Palpatine, Ray being a Palpatine thing, which I know is the other point, because I've seen people I liked allude. Ray nobody. I, yeah, I, just, I, I think Ray nobody was the plan, but Ray nobody changed once everyone threw a fuss in the Last Jedi when they found out she was Ray nobody, mm-hmm. and it's so like they that, made her Ray Palpatine. It, it was like that. I remember this joke of like uh, it was Adult Swim, this robot chicken with a little nerd dude as BBA, and I was like, oh, Ray got to be Palpatine because everyone in the universe has to be connected. No, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> the whole point is that anyone can be special. Lando anyone and Windu aren't connected. Yeah. You mean, like, you don't need connectivity just because something needs to be something. Mm. Saw Guerrera, you know, Mace Windu, Lando aren't connected. They're three individual people with three different personalities with, you know, they're just completely different characters. Why? Because we can have different people in Star Wars. Yeah, I think that's where things went wrong for Rise of Skywalker. I also just want to add there, um, with A Deal of the Fates, like, I'm... This should be subtext or anything. Um, 
also there is a lot of iffy stuff in Duel of the Fates as well, like like oh, character right. stuff. With just there was concept art of R two D two taking a blaster bolt for C three PO, and that <laughs> gutted me. Aww. Also, R two takes the shot for three PO. It's like oh, that's, that's so sad. sad. Also, I want to state that even though the script was leaked and there's quite a few problems in that script as well, um, I think if we're in an alternate universe where it was different we would still be complaining one way or the other and also yep, yeah definitely also we'd be going oh what they're gonna bring back welcome to star wars fans but some of this you know i'd like to say a lot of us are nice people a lot of a lot of us you know like there's the 501st it's a good example a charity group of star wars fans oh, that put on no. armor what don't get me talking about the 501st oh not as good as i'm thinking there are portions of it which are... Is what I'll leave it at. Okay. Either way, I mean, like, there are people that will do charity events. There are people that just love to talk Star Wars. There are people that are open to the idea of everything. But then there's the other side that's going to be nitpicking, critiquing, every little small detail. And even mm-hmm. if the story was vastly different, even if it was written by George Lucas himself, they would complain. Why do you think he sold Star Wars? He literally <laughs> sold it. Just to avoid it. Yep. I, I just also want to add to the okay, end of that sentence add, yeah. was that, again, concept art is supposed to give a vague idea, a, it's a concept. concept. It's in the name. So a lot of people make the mistake, especially when it comes to cancelled projects like video games for Star Wars 1313 and other Star Wars cancelled projects, books, films, TV series, whatever, or other different parallel universes versions of movies um a lot of people go oh look at what we could have had but it's like not really because this is all concept art it never happened to have it and also, look at this on the dark paper. side obi-wan from this battlefront 3 yeah. concept art you say battlefront 3 yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh, dangerous territory. Oh, it's Battlefront <laughs> 4, actually, that one was for. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's how far even, they got. Even more my point, that's not even the next game. That's the game after that one that they were preparing for. Um, But yeah, this happens a lot where people just, like, confuse um, concept art for a finished production. And it's like, these all these are is just someone drawing in a room and going, this would be a cool idea. Yeah, it's like... It's like ideas, man. Yeah. Ideas, man or woman. Yeah, it's just like, ideas. But it's it probably needs... just an idea given to them as well, and but a cake, someone draws it out a, for them. But a cake needs more than just icing, and that's what. Well, it... that's a good. That's a good ooh, analogy, and that's ooh, what concept well is. Just icing. We're increasing your pay by three pence this week, historian. Hey, you get three more but portions. We're cr- increasing your pay by three percent, which is no. You get three zero. more extra portions. <laughs> <laughs> you get three extra portions on top of your normal amount, which oh, is three God. portions. <laughs> <laughs> you've now you are now getting three portions yeah uh, how did leia fly back to the ship in the last jedi how do jedi force jump so high the, defying gravity and stuff it's they, 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 it works liked, in mysterious ways i like the, the star wars explain video is like can jedi fly any i think anything in the force is possible the only reason we don't see it is because someone and most people in their heads deemed it to be impossible and that is why they failed. Leia was not conscious. <laughs> Leia acted on pure instinct, and it pushed her right back to the ship. 
That's what I'm thinking happened. Leia yeah, was I'm not thinking... completely coherent. She didn't bother thinking, oh, wait, I'm in space. What's going to be the forward momentum of me being pushed to the ship? No. Her body's like, survive. And it just pushed her right back to where she needed to be. I also That's why that. when she also is in the airlock, she's like unconscious. She's getting wheeled out. She's not actually there. Her body just instinctively no, went she, like, uh... live. I think uh, part of that is like exhaustion. It's like in that moment, she used the force to surround herself in a protective bubble. And then we know Jedi can force push and force pull. So why couldn't she pull herself towards an object? Like a slingshot. Yeah. So she yeah. force pulls herself towards the ship. The force barrier is exhausting her because it's protecting her from space. She gets back in. Like you said, George, she collapses, go unconscious because he's like nearly died from exhaustion. Like Hint, Grogu. Last Jedi. Nudge, nudge. Yeah. It happens. You can exhaust yourself by using the force too much. It tires you out. It's like it's an energy, but you, you don't have unlimited energy. You can't sprint forever. The reason the Jedi, I think, do so well is because they're trained and they just they push yeah, the boundary for themselves. Yeah, they increase their force stamina. <laughs> yeah. I hate to use that word from Fallen Order, but yes, in a way, we should stamina. be comparing. We shouldn't even be comparing it to Fallen Order. It's a no video games. Gamification <laughs> of the Force is not a good idea either. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, Cactus asks, how do you feel about Forced Heal and honest opinion on it? Also, do you enjoy how it was used for Rey and Grogu? Uh, so, can I answer this one? I'm yes. going to. No. <laughs> no, go for it. <laughs> no, no, no. no. We, we, can, we can physically stop you from answering this question. Uh, 110%. Yeah, I, could just, I could just edit your audio out. <laughs> <laughs> he can. I can also say no, and then you can't do it. But continue Ooh. anyway. I was going to say, well, I feel with um, with this, it, it 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 kind of needs to be earned. And what I mean by that, it means narratively earned. So there's in The Mandalorian, it was hinted at, Force Hill was hinted at at the very beginning of, was it the second episode? Yeah, the second episode, Mando's like has a cut on his arms from the... Uh... And I, the other bounty hunters try going after it, Grogu. Grogu just walks up, puts his hand outward, and Mando's like, okay, what are you doing? Put you back in the crib. Baby goes hmm. back to try to do it again. Mando puts him in the crib, closes the crib. Yeah, well, it's, just a, it's, it's the McGuffin. It's the Chekhov's gun. It's it's like it's established early on in the first act, and then it, it happens in the last act. So therefore, I feel like Force Heals earned it in The Mandalorian. As far as I can remember in that movie... Uh, Rise of Skywalker uh, so it's, it's just very vague in my mind so I might get things wrong here as far as I can remember she just goes oh I'll just try this I know technically she's read it from the book but it just came out of nowhere there was no attempt to try it and then it would have been interesting if she tried to do it the first time but failed and then she had to learn from that failure and then when she tried it again with um someone else later in the movie then then that it could have it, it would have felt more natural in the narration of a story uh, but i have no problem with it at all i think it's a good like it's a good it's not like um plagueis the wise kind of hill it's more like a mm -hmm. just completely preventing someone from dying yeah versus, this is, oh, like you got a cut Let yeah seal that real quick for you yeah, I and I feel like this. I know it's like in video games and stuff like that, but that's the gamification of the Force. Um, but I just wanted to state my narrative views on it rather than the actual view on the. Are you saying here. that talent without training is nothing? 
Maybe. I'm sorry, Colin. I just wanted to give you a stroke there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer that. The whole talent without training thing is, in my opinion, a bit rubbish. Because everyone, like, oh, look, talent without training is nothing. It's like, yeah, it throws garbage on Ray because she had power without training. And I'm like, yeah. But it's not like in The Last Jedi we had an entire scene where Luke was reluctant to train her because he was afraid of the power she had because she wasn't trained. And it's not like the Jedi Order of the old of the, the Republic, the Galactic Republic, were afraid of training people that were too old because they might be too powerful and not be, have been trained. There is no evidence at all in Star Wars to ever suggest that the Jedi um, didn't the like Jedi the whole The Jedi thing with the age training. bit is like... You, they were emotional attachment. Began, yeah, you begin to grow it's attachment emotional, to your mother. Yeah, the emotional attachment is like the same thing as the power, in my opinion. So emotional attachments means you can derive and self-teach yourself to be anger and emotional. Same thing that derives the power. It's like I've seen this raw strength only once before because of the amount of power that flows for emotions. It so I believe the whole me thing. Then it does now. Yeah. So the whole thing of like talent without training is nothing. Yeah, that, that's not a joke against Ray. That's like a joke against most of Star Wars in the way that it doesn't joke against anything, in my opinion. Talent without training is nothing. It's like, yes, that's why Luke was afraid to train Rey. That's why the Jedi Order were afraid of Anakin, to train Anakin. And Yoda literally goes in The Phantom Menace, agree with you, the council, agree with you, the council does not train the boy, but accepted it, we have. So they, they don't like it. The Jedi don't like training things that are too powerful that, like, no, no. Okay, the Jedi Council agreed with the training. Yoda personally did not agree with it. Yeah, because it's the fear of the, the whole thing you said, like with the emotional attachment to mothers. I gave Qui Gon my word. I'm the same thing. Anakin. Yeah, the same thing I believe goes for Rey. It's like I've seen this raw strength only once before, is because Rey has the talent without training, so it's all raw strength that is not trained. Like you train a dog to do tricks, it's like it's not trained. You have the power there, and Ray has the accessibility to it, but she's not trained, and that's exactly why Luke says talent without training is worth nothing. That doesn't go against sequel trilogy Luke or Ray, in my opinion. That endorses that plot point that comes up later of he's afraid to teach Ray because she's got talent without training, and then he trains her anyway because Jedi selfless. But if he's af- why is he afraid if talent without training is nothing? Because his point, his point to Grogu is. Talent without training is nothing. It's dangerous. Mm. It's dangerous to be talented and have training. It's what I don't want to make references to like stuff outside of the universe, but Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone in the movie, he accidentally makes the glass disappear on the snake pen. It's the same thing with Star Wars. You accidentally force choke someone. You have the power there to use the force, but sometimes you don't know what you're doing because you haven't been trained. And that's the fear of Grogu. That's the fear of the dark side and emotional attachments coming from it. Luke wants to train Grogu and take him away from Din because it's safer for Grogu to learn and adapt to these powers. It's the same with Kanan and Ezra. Kanan teaches Ezra to control his power and grow it slowly rather than using anger in the quick route, which would then be more dangerous because then he connects to the dark side, which is what Ezra does do in the Frynok cave on an axis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when Rey comes along later, he doesn't do it because of what's happened with Ben Solo. When he, because the thing about Ezra and Grogu is they are powerful, but they are not so powerful as Ben Solo, who's descendant of Anakin, and Ray, who we find out is descendant of Palpatine. Two very powerful figures that come in late, and he fails one of them, and then the other one hasn't been trained. So he fears that. He fears the talent without the training. But then he teaches Ray anyway. And it's why he, what he, so he fears Grogu because he wants to train him because of the talent, and then he fears Ray because she has the talent but no training. 
And so he then trains her anyway, because Jedi. Maybe that didn't make much sense. I don't know. But no, yeah, it made, us, it made, makes sense, sense to me. I mean, we're going to go back to the question, and it said... Um, yeah, I didn't even answer the fourth Yeah, you, you didn't even answer it, so I'm going to answer it real quick, for, for, in my opinion. Uh, how do I feel about it? It's okay. I mean, I, it's fine. Some are going to say, like, oh, why didn't Obi-Wan use it to heal Qui-Gon? Why didn't he didn't Anakin know how. use it to heal Padme? Uh, no, they could have done how. They really could have done how, to be they honest. They could have done how, but also, like, but kills the point of that is, stuff. like, yeah, it kills you. The entire Force point of, like, Obi-Wan not killing Qui-Gon is, like... To show Qui-Gon he's learned from him, right? I don't, yeah. you know, you shouldn't heal Qui-Gon because that means you were attached to Qui-Gon that badly so much that you would risk your own life to save him instead. Qui-Gon would not want that from Obi-Wan at all, except <sighs> fate, except the will of the Force. I'm dying here and now. Just please train Anakin. Yeah, what is it? Why did Anakin do it? Uh, Anakin is selfish. He says, I can't live without her. Right, he wants both him and her together. George, what's the quote Luminara unduly gives to Anakin in the Geonosis Clone Wars arc for landing at Point Rain when Ahsoka and Barriss are buried? She says something. I know like that as well. it's something like, "I'm willing to I'm like prepared to let my I'm prepared to let my paddle go, when paddle the time is right. go." Are you? When the time is right. Yeah. yeah. The whole and point that's of just like healing. that saying that gives me chills because Anakin's not prepared to let people go. He wants to be yeah. with them. He doesn't. Like he's he's fine with the idea of like them living, but his, his main goal is for both, <laughs> for the which both. Again, again, it's the emotional attachment, which is especially that for prospect. Padme. He wants to be yeah. with Padme. He doesn't want Forever. to sacrifice himself if he thinks there's a, even the slightest possibility for them to be together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my opinion on Force Hill. So the works, Jedi of that era it. could have known, and they yeah. just choose not to because attachment or. You know, yeah, they're not going to risk their own lives for this stuff. That's just people that make theories on this idea of like if someone should have used that or think that's a plot hole. I okay, I, I've said this to you, Clum, before. I was like, I don't think some people understood the lessons Star Wars was trying to give. Oh, uh, so but what do I enjoy the use between Ray and Grogu? Yes, I'm fine with both of them. I'll let you answer the question now, Clum. I was going to say I'm completely fine with it because I feel, one, I'll talk about Grogu. There is nothing saying that Jedi or Force users more, particularly. There's nothing saying that Force users can't accidentally learn how to do something or know how to do something off prospect because they accidentally did it. Grogu might have accidentally learned to use Force healing. Considering we now know from Ahsoka he was at the Jedi Temple, it backs up the point that the Jedi might have known about Force healing from the Galactic Republic. They do this. With Rey, we know she has the old textbooks from Luke's tree. And Luke, we know also that Luke went around collecting old Jedi and Sith artifacts. So there's both both arguments can be made that the Galactic Republic Jedi knew about it, but chose not to use it. And that Luke Well, they did use it, and it was just such at a minuscule uh, uh, level. Uh, I've just yeah. had enough. And that Luke did know it because he found out about it afterwards when he went looking for stuff. I think both arguments can be made, and I think that for that reason... There's nothing to say that force healing is a bad thing in Star Wars. And then if you come onto the point of like, why doesn't Obi-Wan revive Qui-Gon? Because it would probably kill him because Ben Solo dies reviving Rey. Hmm. Uh, also, force heal does not just mean physical ailments. It also means mental ailments. That mental could be it too. Yeah, they could just and choose I, I, like, okay, someone cannot emotionally cope with this. Let me just... Add some stability to that. Yeah, and the Jedi be, do this be, all the time. Be, what's the word I'm looking for? It Mind trick. Obsession. 
No, it'd be obsession, emo, emotional obsession over not allowing someone to die. Yeah. Which obsession would lead his dark side again. But it's all path to the dark I, side. So the Jedi Order probably wouldn't have liked force healing that much. I feel there's a difference between saving someone from absolute death and a difference from saving someone from. Um, you care for. Uh, being f- f- like from from like a, a cut or yeah like or like oh this person's had some this jedi's had some ptsd we need to make sure that they're going to be okay make sure they don't fall to the dark side that or something similar to that in respect of the star wars jedi sith light side dark side i'm this is very difficult it's very difficult to talk about mental illness when we're talking about Star Wars, because Star Wars is very, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. very binary and not very broad um, when it comes to uh, mainstream media. Um, but I'd imagine the Jedi probably, you know, to have all these, these, and do a lot of meditation, it doesn't have to be with the Force. It could just be mind, it could just be basic meditation or stuff like that. Yeah. Where it heals the wounds of the physical and of the mental. Um Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say now. Now we now we are just speculating. That's <laughs> uh, what we do. But I wouldn't say that it's not something that's been forbidden. I just say that it's something that they've learned to not abuse the power. Yeah. And understand when is the right time to use it and when to let go mm-hmm. of all those who right. fight <laughs> Cobra back. Thank you very much. Oh, is that it for the normal questions? Yeah. All right. Let's run through them quickly through Cobra Breath stuff. <laughs> I'm going to pick and choose. I'm not going to answer all of them, Cobra. If I do answer all of them, I'll send it to you when you're alone. So everyone here is not going to get all of them. But I'll answer the ones I quickly want to answer. Just skimming through it. And I'll, give, I'll give quick answers based on what I see. So in Return of the Jedi, we see the Death Star completely explode like how Starkiller Base exploded. It was basically pulverized in a ball of fire in the Rise of Skywalker. We see giant pieces of Death Star 2 on Kef Beer. How? Uh, because when the Death Star exploded, it wasn't vaporized. So there would have been debris left, and that debris would have eventually been pulled into the gravitational field of a planet or asteroid or sun, and it would have eventually landed. Um, uh, four, why wasn't the Emperor's son Force-sensitive, but Ray was? Because we don't know how much how the Force works, if it's biological that midichlorians transfer, or if it's not. I mean... Wait, Luke and Leia. His, wait, why is his son not force sensitive? Well, we don't even know. That's a good point. Yeah, exactly. We don't even know that his son wasn't. I was say, wait That's a an minute. even better. <laughs> but we don't know that. Also, the um, force. We seem to make the mistake the force is genetic. Which, yeah, not, that's what I was it saying. It says, like, okay, now you, now you. Shmi and Anakin. Oh, you wanted to date someone that's both force sensitive? Well, guess what? This child may or may not be force sensitive. But the next yeah. one might. It's yeah. random. It was. It's random. The Force works in mysterious ways. Mm. Uh, the Sith Eternal were a secret cult that followed the dark side. If they've been here for decades, uh, does that ruin the balance that Anakin brought? There is a difference, I believe, personally, between Sith Lords and the Sith Cultists. Sith Cultists are not Sith Lords. Anakin's prophecy was to destroy the Sith Lords, in my opinion. E.g. Palpatine, and then that was the Chosen One prophecy. Because we know there were all those Inquisitors anyway, so if you try and argue that Sith Cultists ruined the Rule of Two, then you might as well argue that the Inquisitors ruined the Rule of Two. Or Maul. Or Ventress, if she turns out to be still alive. There's a lot of stuff that ruins the whole rule of two and Anakin balance thing if you really want to dig into it. But personally, I think it's that definition of Sith Lords to Sith Cultists and Sith Assassins. So that's interpretation on that part. But I don't, personally, I don't think it does. I don't don't think it ruins Anakin's thing. 
If it said Anakin would bring... I'm not, I'm not doing prophecy questions. <laughs> Uh, where does the Emperor get insane amounts of resources to build hundreds of Star Destroyers in Exegol? Where do you get the manpower to build and operate those machines? Well, I don't want to dig a plot hole with another plot hole, but how did he build the Death Star 2 in a year? Anyway, uh, we've heard from books that he has loads of First Order operatives uh, from the Sith cultists that were been on Exegol for the 30 years. We don't know for an exact number how many Star Destroyers were there, but the Empire was able to pump them out pretty damn quickly on Corellia, so I'd say with a dedicated workforce much better than the Corellian builders, it was probably pretty easy. How was Death Star Tech miniaturized for Star Destroyers? Uh, the same way that we miniaturize CPU technology in our computers every year with AMD and Intel. Um, Snoke is in the Sith, but he uses Sith abilities and is a dark side user. He uses Sith Lightning, but isn't a Sith. How does that work? You don't have to be a Sith Lord to use dark side abilities. You don't have to be a Sith to use dark side abilities. The dark side abilities and the light side abilities are all about which part of the force you tap into. You can ta Anakin tapped into the dark side. He force chokes people all the time. So it's his choice, basically. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, the Force Awakens dictionary says Luke's X-Wing does not work, but it magically works in Tros. How does a, sh a ship still work after being submerged? Wait, for can I answer this one real quick? The yeah, dictionary, sure. not the film. Pablo yeah, Hidalgo's responsibility is to fill in the gaps. He doesn't know the main storyline. He's literally just filling in, like, hey, this is a logical reason for this. Oh, wait, they decided to do this now? Okay, just I'm going to have to text. write this in the next dictionary. Also, the dictionaries are literally... Put them on Fellas. the bottom tier of canon, right? They're a good idea. In terms just of canon, it's just a good idea. The and the then dictionaries are just at the bottom of the And that's the books and comics, canon. the video games, then the movies. The movies will take precedent yeah. on canon, although most of the content comes from the books and games. Uh, so then we have the Empire scene was a few hours. It's been underwater for years here. The Empire scene, when Luke, Luke was not on Dagobah for a couple of hours, some people say it was like six months. It was not a couple of hours. Um, why did Palpatine announce his return? Fear. He wanted to put fear into the galaxy that, look, I'm back. You remember me? Ah, um, yes, I was your emperor. You're going to kneel before back. me again. You thought you had freedom? Guess what? I'm coming back. Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. If Force, if Force <laughs> Ghosts only existed because Qui-Gon discovered the secret and was able to communicate with Yoda and Obi-Wan, how do all the other Jedi do it in Rise of Skywalker? They weren't Force Ghosts. And we know that people who are in the Never Realm of the Force can communicate with even non-Force sensitives, because Kanan comes back and Hera can feel Kanan's presence in Rebels. Yeah, he didn't so learn from Qui-Gon. Yeah, they're not, they're not Force ghosts in Rise of Skywalker. They're voices. Ray senses their presence. It's not even so much like Kanan's, like, it's just more so Kanan's will. His last wish yeah. is being enacted. More so. How did Ray, a girl who spent her entire life on a sand planet with no water, learn how to pilot anything? Uh, because she had a simulation cockpit inside the AT, AT that she stole from a Y-Wing. From a crashed rebellion cruiser. How does the Emperor's seemingly random lightning only hit the resistance ships and not the TIE fighters, TIE daggers? How does the Emperor's lightning only seemingly hit Mace Windu? Or Luke and not Vader? It, it, he can aim it. He can choose what it hits. It's not completely random. How come the Star Destroyer's cannons, their reactors are destroyed as well that never happened before? Why would future technology revert backwards in functionality? Well, it's the same thing that happens when you plug current day like guns. If you plug the end of a gun and fire it, it blows back. That's just basic physics. If the thing gets bottled up or there's a chain explosion from within, yeah, you've got a lot of fuel and firepower in there. The whole thing's going to implode on itself because combustion. Very nice. 
Why does Palpatine keep shooting Force Lightning as it's being redirected back at him for the third time? This I don't is know. A good why does someone hold on to a, an electrical well, fence? Yeah, electrical fence when they're being electrical. Why didn't they just let go? No, their nerves are just snapped into that position. What's to when say you, Palpatine's just not snapped into the position of shooting lightning back? That explains every instance of why he didn't do it. Because everyone, ev- this is a this is a common misconception I like because in Revenge of the Sith, everyone thinks Palpatine stops shooting lightning at Mace Windu. No. He doesn't. Mace Windu deflects it off to the side. You literally hear him grunt and go, Urgh! and he swings it away. That's why Palpatine is able to stop. If Mace Windu hadn't stopped, he Palpatine would have shot Palpatine. himself to death. Yeah, he would have fried Palpatine then and there. Same thing with Return of the Jedi. Palpatine doesn't stop electrocuting himself at that point because he, he can't. Rise it's of Skull, he can't. He's shooting it upward and it's falling right back on him. The entire he time can't the stop. Pit, he's shooting he it can't right stop back electrocuting down. himself. Oh no! When he falls down the pit, though, his oh, body's at a downular yeah. angle, so he's like, "Okay, now I can transfer." <laughs> yeah, because he can focus. Yeah. But the like you said, the rise of Skywalker, Ray literally does the thing Window could have done: direct it right back at him and fry him. So what if oh my god why did Ray and Ben kiss with no setups? They clearly seem to hate him throughout the entire trilogy. Did she? No. <laughs> if you can provide like evidence of when Ray did hate Ben, then by all means. But Ray yeah. in the even in the Last Jedi in the Force Awake in the Force uh, Last Jedi especially is like, I want you to join me. I, I've seen your future. You will turn and you will join me. I believe in you. You can do it. And Kylo says the same thing back to her. It's and so was their kiss out of nowhere? Yes, but I believe there was set up for anything There was a little set up, but I think it was the yeah. part of where we talked about it's like some things the company demanded. It was I also, do think that's one of those things to appease the Raylo fans. It was also a very How, messy and complicated relationship. Yeah. And a, and, uh, yeah. How is Ahsoka contacting Ray if she's alive? Why isn't she helping on Exegol? How does he even know who Ray is? Is the living in contact? Ray, then why didn't Ezra? Because in my opinion, Ahsoka's not alive. This was misdirection to make us think she was alive in Rise of Skywalker because people jumped on the bandwagon that if she could talk, then she must be dead. Yes, I believe she is dead by Rise of Skywalker, and I think that's why she talks and Ezra doesn't. That's the most logical point to me. Ahsoka is dead by Rise of Skywalker time, and I reckon we'll see her die in any other. She must be quite uh, old by then. Content. Because Dave Filoni has now said. Uh, no, I say I can't talk about that. Yeah, I nearly said something I wasn't that, meant yeah. to. I can't don't, talk don't about it. Don't say anything, yep. I can't talk about that. Lips are sealed. Uh, why didn't Force Ghost appear at the end to help Ray fight Palpatine? Loose lips sink starships. Yeah. How does the Wayfinder survive if it was in Kylo's tie whisper and Ray cut it in the desert because he needed to blow up too many pieces? How did Kylo survive? How, Depends how did on you know the, the Wayfinder was, in... was stored. Well, no, because the Wayfinder... The Wayfinder in Kylo's tie whisper when Ray cut it... Okay, one, the Wayfinder, there are two Wayfinders. I don't know if you know this, but another one got found in the Death Star. That's the one he Ray then uses after burning the second TIE Whisper. That's what happened. There isn't two. So the first Wayfinder is destroyed when the TIE Fighter crashes. Ray gets the second one and takes it with her in Kylo's TIE later to Act 2, where she then burns the TIE. But then gets the Wayfinder out of it. (laughs) No, obviously people didn't pay attention to the film. Why was Lando on Pasana? Did they stay all those years since he went with Luke? Oh, okay, that goes 
I can answer this if I go into leak territory. I can't answer. No, I mean there is the Rise of Skywalker visual dictionary that states stuff about Lando's reason for all. I'll say is all all I'll say is wait for the Lando show. Um, Where and how did Ray get her lightsaber? With what lightsaber? How does he know how? Yet again, Jedi textbooks. She took them. Also, Jedi can build lightsabers. Ezra built his with spare parts on the Ghost. Mm -hmm. It's pretty self-forward when you have a teacher or a book. It's like an assembly your own desk. It just and takes Leia a bit would more be one of them because Leia built her. Yeah, Ray, Leia. Leia would have been one of them as well. Yeah. Um, the entire trilogy spanned one year. All that happened in one year. No, there is a year between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, I believe, and then there's a small. There's not much time between the first two, so it's probably about a year and a half, maybe. Yeah, I'm thinking that's what it is too. Yeah. Captain Phasma, Snoke's, and Knights of Ren were killed off and wasted. No, they were overhyped. They were overhyped and overanalyzed. Okay, and then okay. They became Phasma was overhyped. Knights of Ren were overanalyzed. Snoke was both. Snoke yes. was, Snoke I, was think, both. Snoke was meant to be character development for Kylo Ren becoming the leader of the First Order, and that's where Duel of Fates would have taken the script. But then when people didn't like that Snoke died, boom, Palpatine back. Which I think there was yeah, always some plan for some reason, for the biggest bad in the galaxy. Yeah, and I think Palpatine was always planning... They were always planned for Palpatine to be back. But I think when Snoke kind of like all that stuff went down with like, oh, you wasted Snoke, that was kind of the nail for them to go, oh, hang on. Why was Rose sidelined in Tros? Because most of her scenes were with Carrie Fisher and very unfortunately she had passed away. Uh, Why did Holder wait to turn the ship around and do the Holder maneuver? She was going to die anyway because she had to like use the ship to protect the transports leaving because they were firing cannons at them. And when she realized that wasn't working... Well, time yeah. to turn the ship around. Then stand around and then hold on maneuver, which I also have a... I think I talked about with Historian in the last episode, or the episode before. Um, despite being a janitor and one deserted the First Order, Finn, Finn, Finn thinks that he will be chased across the galaxy for having defected. This is true. I mean, yeah, Probably they would have chased him. they don't really Bodhi talk Rook. about their defective people. Yeah, they, I mean, one option yeah, is like pilot. Bodhi Rook, yeah, you know too again, much. Uh, Bodhi did have information... A rather talkative a cargo fit. pilot. The, the information yeah. Bodie Rook had was sensitive. Finn, this as far as he knew, was the first... Would be tracked down. Yeah, it was the first one to defect. That's a bad thing for the First Order to have that publicly known. Oh, your troopers can defect. It's just yeah. like the Empire. Uh, he didn't know did about the other off? squad on the... Uh, yeah. I forget what other planet near Endor. Forget. Why did Luke and Han leave the Resistance? Because Kylo went to the dark. Well, Han did it because Han is consistently running away from problems. Mm-hmm. That's all he really does. Luke does it because of the same reason that Obi Wan and Yoda left everyone to fend for themselves after Anakin happened. Fear, embarrassment. Uh, Kylo Ren has such a force-enabled sense of where his father is in the galaxy that when his father lands on Stokler Base, Ren immediately explains to himself solo. Yet a few minutes later, when Ren is just 20 feet from solo, he can't detect him and starts searching for him in the wrong direction. Yeah, just telling him, oh, he's here. You just don't know where. It's like, I have since the presence. It's not pinpoint. I've not felt since. Yeah, it's not pinpoint. Vader mm. couldn't tell Obi-Wan was where on the ben, Death Star. Obi Vader Death was literally Star. just walking about, still going about his normal business. Yeah, trying to find and when him. he goes, oh wait, Obi-Wan's probably here. I'm going to start looking. He got lucky and just assumed, oh, he probably snuck on with the smuggler. That's why he was waiting near the hangar. The Millennium Falcon is garbage, yet it works and flies perfectly. Why hasn't it been sold or scrapped for parts? 
That doesn't seem like a... Uh, what? The main fucking is garbage. Yeah, it, garbage in quotations. So it works and flies perfectly. Probably because it was being used to go on and off of Jakku because that was the entire... That was kind of the entire point of having a ship on Jakku. To leave. Oh. And come back. Because if you the had a Millennium ship on Falcon Jakku... The Millennium Falcon was always referred to, other than the Solo film, as the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy. It's uh, just according... a term for his it's appearance. What, it's what Luke not says. its That's actual functionality. Says. According so to Han Solo... <laughs> How did Rey learn to effectively train with a staff? She clearly has no friends or family on Jakku, so who taught her? She self-trained herself. You never self-trained yourself something before? Like how to fight? It's not like you can use, like, I don't I'm, know. I'm sorry, I want to go back to the hunk of junk bit, right? Rey says the garbage will do fine. We're not supposed to know what the garbage meant. The entire point of that scene was for us not to know. Garbage, junk are basically the same word. J.J. Abrams was being very cheeky about it. It's like, oh no, we can't take the garbage. The ship blows up in front of them. Nice looking one. The garbage will do fine. We see it's the Falcon. The fa okay, just because Rey calls it garbage and just because Han calls it the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy does not mean the ship can't function. You can have an ugly looking table, but the table still functions. It still works. It still stands on all three or four legs. You can eat off of it. You could pull a stuff on it. It's still a working table. Just because it doesn't look nice does not mean it's garbage or does not work. It's just like yeah. if someone. It's just. Uh, it's just. Uh, it's not. It's not. When people. I think. Here I go again. People take every word from Star Wars as fact and not as um, interpretation. their interpretation. An exaggeration, an interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're not open to anything other than like the bare minimums, it, what's stated what's there. It called? They can't like look into anything any deeper. To be quite like fair. Dave Filoni, I believe, Clone said to me, he's like, all these fans want to quote every Star Wars quote, but they're not <laughs> pulling any meaning from it at all. They're just flat out just saying the line and not getting anything from it. It's all about interpretation for you to Take what Star Wars means to you and go out there with loving the bit of Star Wars you love rather than take it as a page document of exposition. Mm -hmm. uh, moving on, why would the First Order spend loads of credits to build Starkiller Base when a similar concept and design plan was used twice and destroyed by minimal difficulty with rebels? Starkiller Base was a lot more difficult to destroy, and the reason I'll explain why Starkiller Base was difficult to destroy is because you had to have someone inside the oscillator to blow that wall open. If there hadn't been someone on the surface of Starkiller Base, they couldn't have destroyed the oscillator destroying the station. The Death Star, they needed to do nothing but fly up to it and shoot a torpedo down the uh, tube. That was it. Starkiller Base was a lot harder to destroy. If they hadn't had Finn, they probably wouldn't have been able to destroy Starkiller Base. Because they wouldn't have had anyone that could have got them into Starkiller Base and moved to the oscillator room Or even then, know the layout of the base. Because they yeah. didn't really have that much information other than this thing exists, this is kind of what it looks like, this is it compared to the Death Star. Man, I they didn't really did know Kylo... how to get to that specific section. Even then, Finn didn't have the codes to do so. They had to take Phasma and do it. I, I really wish Starkiller Base was around for more than just one episode. I love the idea. I remember... Um, I think this is nearly everyone's theory when it came to Starkiller Base. When I mean, you saw it first in like the poster like, um, like a couple of weeks before the movie was released. Um, saying like, oh... They're going to have a ground battle. They're going to have like a ground space battle oh, yeah. on the planet, which is a Death Star. And that's such a cool concept. Unfortunately, it never went that far. And you kind of see it a little bit in Battle Star Front Wars Battlefront 2. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but that's like a parallel universe, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, it could have still happened. It's just, just we not don't on see screen. it in the films. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We see it in the Lego game. Yeah, even then. 
take with a grain of salt. It's a game. It's not. Ca- yes. It's not that oh, yeah. canon. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not gonna say there aren't things from the it's Lego a stuff fun that could idea. be in canon. The most, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like the mission to rescue Admiral Ackbar. That's 100 yeah. percent canon. Can confirm. But not, how like, did Kylo the weird bits, of course? How did Kylo beat Luke on his temple? How did he convince half of the students to join him? Did they all hate Luke as well? No, this is complete misinformation. Wait, half of his students? It was just Luke said a handful. Yeah. A hand, Luke had a ha- not a, a not both his hands. Just a it's handful. not even that. It's a common misconception with what happened. This is what I was mentioning earlier. Kylo Ren did not beat Luke at his temple, nor did he kill anyone. It was the Knights of Ren that came along and started killing people and burning the temple down and took Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, with them. Ben Solo and Kylo Ren himself did nothing to the temple or the students. It's in a comic. You can go read the... Yes, I know the whole... Oh, it's in a book. It's outside knowledge. It is. It's still there. You can go read it. Kylo did not beat Luke on the temple. He did not convince the well, students then, to join him. They were mostly taken. You don't see Kylo technically beat Luke. He just knocks Luke yeah. unconscious. And that's this instinctively is missing, like waking yeah. up, pulling. It's just missing context. That's all. Uh, wrapping up now. No, no, no. Why you can, you br- can go for longer. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I'm nearly... I'm, I've skipped through a lot of them. Is clone editing the episode? <laughs> <laughs> I'm cl- no clones not editing the episode. I am. Come on, answer all the questions. Come on. Oh, you, you got me to. Uh, you got permission. Not all of them. The not captain. all of them. No, yeah. it's an exaggeration. I mean, <laughs> you can answer a lot more. You'll be fine. I'm not going to complain about time. Let's go. This uh, is a topic uh, that we discussed. Meet- Ray didn't meet Poe until the end of The Last Jedi. How are Ray, Finn, and Poe Trio friendships akin to Luke Han and Leia? I'm going to stop this question right here. They're not akin to Luke Han and Leia. That's the point. They're different. They're meant to be different characters with different relationships together. Did the whole thing of having barely into any interactions or adventures together until Troz? Yeah, I'd say it's a bit of poor planning and it's unfortunate, but they're not meant to be like Luke, Leia, and Han at all. That's not their purpose. Why did Brumboy have a rebel logo written? Where did he get it? Rose didn't give it to him. What was that even about? Yes. How do you know? Rose gave him the ring. Rose did give him the ring. That's why he has it, because he shows it to him and goes, we're with the May- resistance, and turns it in the logo. Oh, wait, is. maybe she showed him the ring, but off-screen, she, she probably gave yeah, him the ring. Yeah. 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 How did Brimboy even use the Force? Well, even then, we'll even- just say there aren't, like, resistance members on, like, uh, I forget the planet, uh, Canto Bite, right? That could have, yeah. you know, like, given him this ring, making him, like, a secret member of the resistance just to listen in. He could just be a resistance member. I like this know. next. I like this next part of the question. <sighs> how did Brumboy even use the Force? Ray, Luke, and Anakin didn't even learn how to use the Force until they went un- until they underwent through training or opened themselves up to the Force. How did this kid with no training do it? How did he even find out he had it? You don't just stick your hand. I don't know how did the baby in the Force sensitive child arc of uh, the Clone Wars lift like the 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 you know, cubes or toy he had on Rhodia. I don't know, just some things come naturally to other people. Some it's just a pull. Some it's just an instinctive turn left and right and see things before they happen. What is it Shmi says to Qui-Gon on Tatooine before the pod race? Because he mentions that Anakin can like, Anakin's done stuff and she doesn't know what it means. No, she understands like Anakin is gifted. And Qui-Gon goes like, oh, he has force insight. The ability to like, see something before it actually happens it's a jedi trait 
the pull probably and the push, right, of lifting objects is probably a trait the child had. We see it in the Rodian kid in the Clone Wars. Why are we overanalyzing the film when you do not overanalyze the movies and stuff? I mean, the movies, the cartoons and stuff, right? Why are... I am sorry. Some of these questions give me a headache because it's just so simple. We never learn anything about Snoke or his origins except he's a strand cast and he's then killed off as he was an unimportant character. He wasn't unimportant. He was there for Kylo's development into yeah, taking over the First Order. He served his purpose and he died. Yeah, and then he becomes later, it's like, oh, I made Snoke. Palpatine's like, I made Snoke. So he is important. He's just not as important as you thought he might be. Raising you as it gets thrown around and seems no one knew what was going on with it. No, as I restated before, they did have a plan, but then it got thrown up in the air for Rise of Skywalker because people didn't like the fact that Ray was a nobody. A, a vocal, a vocal portion didn't like that Ray was a nobody, so they made her a Palpatine. Ray was always a nobody. Mm-hmm. That was the entire plan. That is a plot. That was a plot hole I'd accept. When Kylo says your parents were nobody, and he's like, "No, you're actually Palpatine's granddaughter." That is a plot hole. That's a change in direction of the story. But Ray's lineage being no one between Force Awakens and Last Year, like, yep, that's absolute. She was always meant to be nobody. Anyone could be a hero. That's my opinion on it. How did Luke die? Why Why did he die from a Force projection? When Kylo sees Ray in the diet, he asks, how are you doing? This kind of power would kill you. You've answered your own question. This kind of power would kill you. It killed Luke. Luke. <laughs> it killed Luke. Like, what is he referring to as it would kill you? Why specifically her or anyone else? Could it be a species related thing? Like, can the humans not withstand like being able to do this at this distance? Could Snoke do it because he wasn't quite human in a way? You know, just who uh, is off in the unknown regions? Is it George? Am I correct in saying that? Something was hiding uh, in the unknown regions. I don't think it was okay. Snoke. Now that we no, no, but is Act Two? Is Act Two in the unknown I regions? I think so. Or I just so, yeah. on the border? Yeah. Yeah, because in, in fact, he's, uh, Luke is projecting himself from the unknown regions to Crate. Yes, that's incredibly exhausting, and that's why he di- he dies of exhaustion. And yes, you can say it's a lame death, but what Luke does in that moment... And I do say that as well, because why would Luke do it if he knew it would happen? But the reason I like to think that Luke does it, and the reason it's cool, is because it's the most Jedi thing, in my opinion, that Luke has ever done. He sacrifices himself to save all of his friends in the rebellion. Ooh, the you resistance. want to upset some people, don't you? <laughs> I do, because that is the purpose of it being is. a Actu Jedi. It is. Actu is in, in the mind. unknown regions. Yeah, it's that's my, in my opinion, that is the purpose of the purpose of being a Jedi. Isn't what the Galactic Republic did, where it's like save people, do good, be a hero. Okay. The purpose of a Jedi. I'm gonna tell is you this. I think it's to be selfless. Luke projected him from one side of the galaxy to the other. Yeah, and doing so made the ultimate selfless act. To sacrifice himself for all of his friends and Leia, his sister. Because that is the purpose of being a Jedi. The purpose of being a Jedi is to be selfless and to give your life in the moment that the Force demands it to save others. It's what Kanan did. It's what Luke did. It's the whole purpose. It's it, You could even argue it's what Obi-Wan did on the Death Star. Sacrificed himself so that Luke and Leia could escape. And with Han and Chewie. Yeah. The point of a Jedi is to be selfless in the moment, to sacrifice everything you want or need and have for everyone else. And so Luke does that on Crate. Yes, he dies of exhaustion, but he dies of exhaustion going out, being the best Jedi he can be, being selfless for everyone else and reigniting that spark of hope in the galaxy. Rather than just dying in real life, which would have been, I think, more disappointing. I mean, if Kylo had killed Luke, I feel like people would have been more angry. 
Ooh, and yeah, then there's definitely. this whole strain of George Lucas wouldn't have done this. The <laughs> whole idea of Luke being a hermit and dying came from George Lucas. So that, that argument's out the window. It was George Lucas's idea for Luke to be a hermit from his original sequel script. Yeah. So I, I think Luke dying from exhaustion is fine and makes perfect sense. And I can talk about it more if you'd like. You can DM me. Please be respectful. But I see no problem with it. Uh... <sighs> That's, uh, that's all I've got. Uh, I reached the end. That was question 100. Oh, gosh. How did Luke die? Yeah, I didn't read all of them. All but right. <laughs> Robert, I, ho- I hope you're happy. I did an entire episode on sequel trilogy questions with the two co-hosts. And we'll never and... have to do that ever again. <laughs> I'm joking. No, we'll do the, no, we'll we'll do, the... do it again eventually. That, well, to be quite, to be quite fair, we, we're cool joking when, when we said that. I, that was a joke. Like, talk about the sequel trilogy is is interesting. And it is sometimes, yeah. and it is good to talk about it because, like we said, probably at the beginning or in previous episodes, we like to talk about all aspects of Star Wars, and we don't like to alienate anything. And it, we will never have a go at any bit of Star Wars you love. Yeah, because if you love it, it's important to you, and if it's mm-hmm. important to you, don't let anyone else take that away from you. And so that includes sequels, Kotor, the um, Kotor. Uh, Old Republic, uh, prequel trilogy, Clone Wars, Rebels, Resistance, Mando, sequel trilogy, Mando, every anything, anything from gaming, canon, non-canon, EU, Legends, all of it. If it's if any of it's important to you, then it's we can't take that away. And so with the sequels, we did this for a bit of fun. We wanted to take a also the sequels was... can't take away that love from you. Yeah, I, I think sequels are a very fundamental and important bit of Star Wars, and they had a new a new part of the story and maybe you don't like it maybe you do like it but if you don't like it that doesn't mean it's bad if you do like it that doesn't mean it's good it just means it maybe wasn't for you if you didn't like it and you have to find something else that you do like mm-hmm. <sighs> and it comes back to my point that Star Wars is amazing but it is unique to every person's representation and interpretation of what you prefer and with that, before George has a go at me, I think we're going to wrap up this episode. No, I told you you could go on longer, remember? I'm, I'm just going to say something real quick. I am Okay, I was getting frustrated when people were not quite understanding about the Falcon and all that. I'm venting my frustration. If you legitimately do not understand, that's fine. I, I that's, that's <laughs> probably a lot of people like that, unfortunately. Uh, but I cannot... You want me to- I don't think I'm going to be able to change your opinion... Because some people's opinions... The point is not to try. Yeah, probably not even try. <laughs> the point, I mean, I, the I'm point willing, I'm open to like probably convincing someone. But I mean, at the end of the day, if I don't think I'm going to change it, I'm not going to bother because... I think the point more is to understand other people's opinions. It's to yeah. understand their point of view. I just want giving our point people to understand like why someone likes it. Not like, you don't, you don't have to like it. I don't care if you don't like it. I just care if you decide to... Annoy harass and harass someone. someone about it. I want you to understand how to be respectful about it and not just go out and say everything's garbage. It's Disney Wars, not Star Wars. No. To them, it's Star Wars, and you are just being flat out disrespectful about your opinion. You have to remember as well, the people behind these stuff put their heart and soul into what they want styles to be when they make it. And maybe what they want styles to be isn't what you want styles to be. And you could so, not like any of the Star Wars, right? But there are some people... That enjoy that just like Mando. There are some people that literally just will cry at some of the books. Lost Stars for me. 
I, I cried. It was one. It was beautiful. Uh, there's just some good stories in there, and just for someone to be like, oh no, everything in the new canon is garbage. Comparison to my EU is ignorant in my opinion. It's a head. It's, ca- it's, it's a head cannon. It's ignorant. It's a head cannon. <laughs> you it's literally wrote off everything because of a few things. No, if we were to do that to your EU, you would find there's a lot more examples for us to pull from. Like Dark Empire. I've read the comic, not my favorite. (laughs) That happens. (laughs) That's episode nine. In a way, yes. But I mean like the actual Dark Empire comic. You knew what I meant in story. I read that comic. It's flat out garbage. I do not like the idea of Palpatine coming back i okay i emphasize one <laughs> i don't like i don't like right if yeah. you like it okay not great. factually it's a bad idea for palpatine to come back there's no fact behind that yeah. it's personal preference it's, it's my preference and if you think that's fine thank you okay yeah. you think it's fine thank you. <laughs> yeah that's fine if you don't okay, think it's you. fine that'd be pretty annoying that you then come at i'm not here to, to change going. your opinion i i'm just emphasizing the word i think i think not like yeah. I'm t- making you think this or this is this. I think it's this, right? I'm not saying Dark Empire is garbage because it, you know, because Palpatine comes back. No, I think Dark Empire is garbage because I think this is garbage. Not it it's, it's like not it. objective; it's subjective, I and that's where some people that, are mm-hmm. missing the point. I think a lot of stuff as well drives from. Oh well, critics thought this film was bad. Yeah. Critics' opinions are still subjective opinions. They're not facts. There is, and there were some critics' my... opinions that thought the film were bad, too. You just yeah, find the like... critic that aligns with you. Your narrative. It's what you like. And I think and my, my I, I is very well. daring. Be open to the critics you disagree with. Open your mind to other bits of, like, information, right? Get a healthy amount of, like, information. Form your own opinion. I want to end the podcast off with a bit of a controversial statement i honestly believe there is no such thing as an objective opinion or an objective like statement you can make about a film everything you say about a film its story its character development its cinematography everything is subjective in my opinion mm-hmm. even dialogue and how dialogue is spoken because some people won't care and some people will like it they will it's a matter of fact that there'll be someone out there who can think the most cringiest if i think something is the most cringiest dialogue in the world someone out there might really like it so I think it's important to take it with a grain of salt and say, this isn't bad, but this isn't good, but I like it, or I don't like it. And that doesn't mean it's factually bad at all. And it's like, oh, the, this these movies are objectively bad because I didn't like this. It's like, well, how is it objectively bad if you didn't like it? Mm-hmm. It's not You're turning your opinion into a statement. It's wrong. Don't force your opinions onto other people. Find out what their opinion is and then discuss why you think that way rather than argue about who's right. Because your opinion is your perspective on something that is fictional. It doesn't exist. It's made up in a universe. And that's what we have to remember. Star Wars, don't get hooked and emotionally attached to something that is fictional. It's Star Wars. It's there to be entertainment and enjoyed and loved. So love it. Do not hate it. And if you do dislike something, find something else. Find another part of Star Wars you like. That's all I really have to say on the matter. What about you, historian? Do you have any closing statement on the entire bit here? No, pretty much what what um, Clone said. Um, yeah, it's, 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 said. it's with all mediums when it comes <laughs> it's never to when books, I say it's what movies, um, TV yeah, shows. Means I'll get all the uh, end of the day. It's I'll get all, all the comments later. It's all art, and 
art is subjective and so you can have whatever opinion you want of it and there will be a Arkham's razor will most people have the same idea the same thought processes as what becomes the majority and that normally gets taken almost or it gets it gets mistakenly decided as objective but that's not the case it just means more people uh, subjectively have that opinion um yeah. but yeah i'm just pretty much echoing what clone said um but uh i was, I was gonna make a joke but i'm not actually gonna undermine the entire thing <laughs> i'm not gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah i i, I want to I wasn't going to, but I am going to end it with one final point. Oh, no. <laughs> I am going to skim it over through quickly. Yes, George, you may say no, no. Christ, uh, Christina. I, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Oh, no, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If oh, you yes. are one of the people that harassed her, I have no words because I'm appalled and disgusted by the behavior that went on in the fandom regarding her. What was that even about? Well, I, I know. It was, I it, was, it was shocking. What was the. What was like it, all of it is shocking, and there's there's no reason for any of that. But why? How did this all happen? How did it? How? What was the she, incident? She, um, for context, quickly. Yeah. Some of her old tweets were dug out to do with Black Lives Matter, right. and of course racism ensued. Yeah. And the way I summed it up in a Discord server I'm in, and I said people called her out for being racist by being racist to her, which is pretty hypocritical and pretty stupid, and was just. Not nice on any levels, because it was it was disgusting. Some of the comments she, no, they she were openly posted some of the comments she was getting, vile. and they were disgusting. And all I have to say is that if you're, and I said this on my Twitter, if you're hurt or you feel wounded or attacked by someone calling out racism, and that affects you, and you feel you feel attacked by someone <laughs> calling out racism, take a good look in the mirror, because. <laughs> harassing someone is never okay and when someone stands up against racism and white supremacy and your first reaction is you're anti-white now i have to be racist to you for being racist in my opinion i, I have nothing it, it was disgusting what happened especially after the whole pablo hidalgo incident incident yeah it was absolutely vile to see some of the comments that were made and racist statements and i didn't want to end on a bad note but i wanted to get that out there and just say that definitely needs to be mentioned. These creators, anyone that works at Lucasfilm or Star Wars, are absolutely amazing people because they are creating stuff for you. Hmm. I'm, that is their entire purpose. I'm looking forward to her show that comes out uh, yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, she's doing a High Republic show. Yeah. I, I'm going to support that no matter what after what's happened to her. Ah, oh, man, it's I'm like, so into the High Republic as well. I'm so looking forward I know. to that stuff. I want more of High Republic. I can't wait for the next book. I'm excited to listen to her show. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I interrupted you. I let you finish. No, it's fine. We, we need to wrap up badly. <laughs> no, we don't. We're going Why are you forcing bad. this? <laughs> I'm not trying to force it. I'm just trying to tie it up neatly with oh, a bow. How the turntables have turned. Now I'm the one. Hush, 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 hush. It's okay, George. It's okay. Anyway. Yeah, just support these people, these amazing people, all of them. And that goes for K Kathleen Kennedy as well. Do not support the people that are out there calling out and saying this is a good thing, what's happening. Stop if anyone, it. if you see any... Ignoring George's comment because I don't want to get too controversial. Sorry, if theory. anyone says harassment is a good thing, 
do not support them. They don't deserve your support and love. You should not you should not uphold those who you think are amazing people and then you look too close and they condone the very act they would otherwise condemn. If you see any harassment online, call it out. Don't become a part of it. And don't sit there and do nothing. It is our responsibility as human beings to be the best to one another and to love each other as much as possible. And with stuff like racism, it does exist. It is not gone away at all. And it is definitely not a minority sometimes. It definitely exists. And so if you see people being racist, please do not be afraid to call them out on it. Don't harass them back, obviously, and don't start calling them. But say, just simply say, like, hey, you can't say that. That's offensive. That's mean anything. Anything to show your support for whoever they're attacking. But please also, on top of that, read into context of situations. Always know anything you're going into before doing it. Don't go into a conversation without knowing the full facts. Because otherwise you could make a preemptive judgment of something that might be wrong. So it's to be careful and always be always try to be nice but never fail to be kind. Okay. And with that, I'd like to plug the Twitter. At, you can follow us at Spectres Podcast or find our personals, Clone543 and others. Mm-hmm. And Captain George and Star's Imperial Historian, we're all over there. I, I'm the one mainly active on the Twitter account, so if He's you see He's the one us, mainly active on the main. Yeah. On the main account, it's George. Yeah, uh, I'm more active on mine. <laughs> uh, please follow us there, or if not, come to the Discord. We'd love to chat with you here, and of course, then it's easier for you to partake in Q&A that we like. I really like answering the Q&A. Yeah, um, yeah there are always hope- some good questions in there. Yeah. And we didn't uh, even we didn't answer all of them. We just selectively um, chose some. Um, yep, <laughs> we did all sort of them. It took us an hour and twenty, is what we're at right now on the clock. Yeah, it's gone well. Mm-hmm. It's gone well. But yeah, thank you. Ever oh, so I want to emphasize an hour and twenty on the clock, unedited. Some of it gets yep. edited down. <laughs> We've been here an hour and twenty minutes. He'll probably lose about thirty seconds, though. Don't worry. Yeah. He'll try hard, but <laughs> I'm sorry, George. It honestly depends on like pausing and sentences yeah. and everything. I'm sure you'll find some. I won't to cut completely out. cut out like our conversation, other than the one no. time you asked me to. <laughs> because you we won't talk about the thinking. one thing. I, we're not going to talk about what's been cut out and that people don't know about. <laughs> I'm going to let Chrome uh, wrap it up now. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So thank, thank you all to the audio listeners. Thank you so much for listening once again. We hope you have another wonderful week until we see you again twice next week. Isn't that right, George? Because we're partaking in the uh, next week, podcast yeah, event. Podcast day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get we two episodes next week. That. Yeah, you get two for the price of one. <laughs> you get to hear us double. So I am sorry if you're annoyed by my voice, but you're going to hear more of it. We're also sorry if this episode annoyed you or made you sad or, uh, uh, you know, we're sorry. We're not trying to Make bash happy, you. Right? <laughs> I've got some things not, to talk about next week. Yeah, oh, boy. It's been my topics. <laughs> we're not trying to. We're not trying to bash on anything that you might feel about the sequels. As I explained at the beginning, these are our interpretations and opinions on them. And with that, I hope you all have a lovely week. I can't wait to speak to you next week. Have a good one. Goodbye. May the force be with you. Always. Stay hydrated.